welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watch Men Minute. I'm Gary Roby from Infinite Cities Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've been able to get that out of my head since you mentioned it last week. It's, wink, wink. it's a very... It's a very strange concept, yeah. and I'm a, I'm a fan of the chaos that and, it has caused. And I've never done any any fantasy sports, you know. Me neither. I'm not really like a. Sp- and, I'm not but, actually much of a sports person anyway. Nor have I done any D and D. Oh, you know, it's funny. This does have some like, it has some very D and D vibes because there's a there's a lot of push and pull between the fan community and what the devs okay. want to do. And so, like, sometimes we'll organize very strange things that the fans yeah. uh, campaign about, and the devs will run with it. And, like, it's fun. It's a good time. People should check out baseball. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, coming back uh, this week, like I said. Yeah. Um, uh, this is Minute 73 now, which starts with Elaine threatening Russell and ends with a Stillwater huddle. Yeah. I like Elaine in this minute. Yeah, right. She has her kind of two roles. She goes from the 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 the, the finale to this build up of of her being really mean, kind of uh-huh. you know, really. Yeah, I mean, she, this this you know the compromised. He's not ready for your world of compromised values and diminished brain cells that you throw away like confetti. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just like the, I mean, that's like the the most highfalutin, you know, yeah. diss. <laughs> Really, just like did, did you just what? Did you, and the and the way she that? looks at that point too. I mean, if if you had actually if if Russell had actually been in the same room in her at, at that point, which they are in the same room much 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 later in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. But thankfully, uh, you know, at that point, uh, you know, William's home. You know, William. You know, she's not going to be acting that way anymore. Cause, yeah, because you know he's he he's turned out okay. He's he's gotten back home and he's safe. It's gone well. Yeah. But yeah, she gets she gets through this and she's uh, she asks him, uh, am I speaking to you clearly? And I love Russell's like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. He, and he kind of like raises the phone like it, like the, 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 the mouthpiece end of the phone has like dropped while this has been happening. Uh-huh. And, and when when she when she asks him that question <laughs> and he gives her the yes, yes, ma'am, you know, he gets it back up to his mouth. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know, you know, maybe it's kind of. You know, he's kind of trying to be a little more quiet because he doesn't want to, you know, let anyone else clo- <laughs> know what close she's, by, what know, she's telling know, him. No, well, no, no, that, no, that he's actually getting, becoming subservient to her. Yeah. To this mm-hmm. other person on the phone, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. But yeah, she, she's absolutely dominating the conversation now. And, <laughs> and you can, you can see it in just the way he's carrying himself. Um, and I don't know if you've ever, if you know th- this could have been such an interesting you know only one side of the you know only Russell you know hearing it but then we'd miss out on that on that on that great you know diss that I said you know yeah but, but there's but there's there's actually this one older comedian which actually he, he he was appearing a bit like every other season roughly maybe on the Big Bang Theory um Bob Newhart yeah for, for a uh-huh. younger guy like you I that you know. I, I know Bob. That would be the thing that, that I think the most. <laughs> but um, when I was a kid, like you know, '80s and even before that, on reruns from from his '70s show, you know, he had a '70s show and an '80s show and a '90s show, <laughs> all mm-hmm. different. Um, but uh, 
but even well before that, you know, he was a stand-up comedian in the 60s. And he would do these wonderful one-side-only conversation, phone conversations that, you know, this is totally off the wall here, phone conversations yeah. with m- historical people that were be- around before, you know, before the telephone was invented. <laughs> but he'd, he'd make it fun, you know, he, you know, that, that, that's one weird aspect to it. But then just what he would say on this, on just this one side, you know, mm-hmm. you know. You can sort of extrapolate, yeah. fill in the blanks. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. To what yeah, that it's wonderful what your mind can do, in other words, you know. So. Yeah. But I don't think anything could have been, <laughs> you know, what what uh, what uh, Cameron Crowe gives her to say, you know, because even before the what I said already, she, you know, it, it ends with her saying, uh, I know all uh, about, you know, continuing on to this minute, I know all mm-hmm. about your Valhalla decadence. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's just something that's coming coming a lot more to my my purview as to what that what that really is between, like, say, like Led Zeppelin, I think, a bit, you know. Yeah. With with, you know, their their um, what uh, uh, immigrant song and and uh, and then, well, that, that was even then used in the other thing that, uh, you know, Thor. Mm hmm. Certainly. I'm certainly mentioned at least Valhalla once, I'm decadence. sure, in the movies, uh, the, the Marvel movies. Because the the Valhalla the Valhalla Wikipedia page clearly says in Norse Norse mythology, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a majestic enormous hall located in Asgard, ruled over by the god Odin. It's a decadence and plenty. Yeah. I like I like the image it conjures. It's the it's the Vikings' death, uh, yeah. death heaven <laughs> location. Right, basically, it's like the the yeah, warriors go? go to just celebrate and yeah, eat and drink right. and be merry through the rest of their. I was gonna say the rest of their days, but like it's afterlife an afterlife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they 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 heavily Eternity. believe, and and there's there's something there, and and yeah. that's that's a reason to not worry about dying on the on the on the war for, on the war field battlefield. Whatever. That was the only way you got in, right? To Valhalla was like <sighs> yeah, death on right. The battlefield? Well, and the, I think the other thing that kind of that yeah that isn't that isn't that, uh, is it actually referenced also then in uh, Mad Max Fury Road. You know, they're, they're, they're definitely, oh. it's definitely the same idea. Yeah. If they don't actually mm-hmm. say Valhalla, I'd, I'd be surprised. But, but even if they aren't, it's, this is so much the same idea. It's that, that same that, idea. That, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, yeah. Uh, um, damn. I need to watch that movie again. It's been a little while. From Fury Road, right? And yeah. Morton Joe? Yeah, Morton Joe, yeah. All I could think yeah. of was Toe Cutter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Same, same, same actor. Um, but yeah. Um, then. You know, then then she really gets into this, you know, this this veiled threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? you will meet the voice at the other end of this telephone. It will not be pretty. This reminds me of my mother. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, in in just that same sort of like, there's almost a like a Hulk sort of like you won't like me when I'm angry kind yeah, of attitude right. here. It's it's mother bear protecting her cub, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I appreciate. I like, you know, she gives him that moment again. Do we understand each other? Uh-huh. Or he's like, yes, ma'am. And then she like, she softens yeah, too. Exactly. Um, she even, she refers to it. She says, I didn't ask for this role, but I'll play it. Um, and just the like, 
you know, it's not his fault that William wanted to, to wants to be a journalist and wants to follow this band. Like it's not, he's not the, he's not the bad guy that she's like making him. Mm -hmm. It's just a, like, I need you, I need you to protect my boy, you know? But I, I, I just, I like her, I like her softening and being like, go do your best. Is, is it kind of like alongside him, around him, around Russell, who she's talking to, the, the one, yeah. the one channel she has at this point, this the seemingly most friendly possibly to William, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and William most friendly to him because he worships him. Supposedly well, it's her. interesting. Do you think that Elaine like knows about like the dynamics? Like how I don't know how much of yeah. these conversations well, they have. Oh my god, there was the one time when <laughs> that we've already got already gone over, but uh, you know, I mean, when uh. uh uh, Sapphire answers the yeah. phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this Marianne with the pot? No, but this like is William's mother. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't. We don't see it, so I don't know if William has explained that. Like, oh yeah, like Russ yeah. is the person that I've been like talking to the most, or like he's he's the one he gets along with. Like, I don't know if she understands yeah, those sure. dynamics. It just happens to be he's the one that she's talking to that has formed this rapport, which is interesting. This conversation would be entirely different if one of the other band members had picked up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been very short if it was Ed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, He'd be shaking his head and <laughs> it would have been a silent standoff because there was that basically, period where she was silent as well until he got her to say something. would not have broke. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um. So, so she then says, she says this quote, be bold mm-hmm. and mighty forces will come to your aid. And she says, it's Goethe, it's the, the OE apparently <laughs> changes to R, adds, adds oh. an R to it. Because my boss, we, my boss, he's, I mean, I'm, I'm half German myself, but I'm not, you know, that into into it. But he's, he's sure. definitely studied it and he's, he's even visited and traveled. But there was even one job nearby for a mustard company, which, you know, people might be able to figure out what that is. So I, I think it's somewhat nearby. We're, we're in an engineering firm. But he kept saying the name, it has an O-E in it, and he kept putting an R there. And now I understand better probably why. I mean, if she's saying it this way for this, uh, you know, yeah. like philosopher type guy, I'm pretty sure. Is, uh, is that right? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he wrote he wrote yeah. Faust. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is what he's most well but known for. Goethe, I, I... But, 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 but spelled G-O-E-T-H-E if people yeah. want to look that up. Um, yeah, and definitely, you know, German writer and statesman. Um, but... But then what I found out, I put the I put the quote the quote into Google. There you go. Basil King is who the actual apparently <laughs> this is misquote she misquotes it. Oh my Why god. Why did Cameron that's so have funny. her misquote? <laughs> she's that's not so that that tells the people that actually know that she's really maybe not as smart. Or maybe maybe huh. something changed from the seventies to now. And this maybe 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 I need to re Google search and say would someone in the seventies known <laughs> would, would would have believed that Goethe actually said this versus who we now know to have said it? That's it's so ba- Basil King. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's the only quote he's known by, known for too. This Basil King. Yeah. Interesting. I'm so curious now. I want to figure out like where the he was a and, Canadian writer, yeah, right? I do not know any of his books. 
Interesting. Okay. He died in 1928. He was a clergyman who became a writer when he retired from the clergy. Okay, that's enough about Basil King. I'm going to close that. Um, so, and then she continues, it's not too late for you to become a person of substance, Russell. Yeah. You know, it's nice that she's saying his name. I think it's an actual emphasis that, you know, she's she, she really is just, you know, wanting to talk with him as a person. Yeah. And... That she was listening yeah. when he introduced himself and everything, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like this. I like the the mom energy here of just being like... You have good potential to to do something, you know. I think it's cute. Um, then then it's then her line is, "Please get my son home safely," and she's glad that they spoke. Yeah. There's there's no response at that point from Russell. Yet he's really in this big state of shock, which goes on through to the into the next minute. That's for sure. Well, um, mm-hmm. Uh, but there's there's a little in the, in the next scene that we jump to before this minute ends. There's a little something I need to say about that in a moment. Um, but the one last little thing for this for this scene on the on the phone is that you know we we, we barely see him start to I think motion to hang up the phone, but we hear her hang up the phone. We we truly do know that the conversation is yeah. over when it cuts. You know, which I think is a good thing. Good 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 bit That's of a nice touch. work. You know, to make sure we get that they got that in there. That's so funny. I like, I just like how, like, stunned, sort of flabbergasted right. Russell is at the end of this minute. And, and and do you think it could be, the, like, that change in attitude that she had? I mean, you know, if he had just, if she had just kept on with being pretty yeah. really upset with her, and, or with him and uh, Lane. I think it would have been easier for him to brush it off if she hadn't taken the time to, like, have a sincere moment at the end yeah. of the conversation. They both could have hung up by slamming their respective phones. <laughs> yeah, is one way it could have easily ended. But like you said, it's it's, it's it's that motherly instinct kind of thing that that really kicks in for her. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 it's such a huge part of the movie too. That I think some people often forget about this. You know, yes, okay. There's William and his new relationships with Russell and Penny. Um, you know, music and the muse and you know and 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 what is you know the the fan perspective so forth but then it's it's the whole whole family thing you know there's there's the mother and the sister both yeah um, playing playing extremely important roles as, as i think they did for for cameron it's fascinating i really like um i really like all the people in this movie (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, there isn't. I mean, e- even when we get someone pretty famous now coming in in, in a few minutes, not yeah. too long, just just three or four more, I think, roughly. Um, yeah, I'm famous, fam- really famous today. I mean, at the point, you know, I mean, it was it's 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 so much like the other. Uh, you know, we, we were just going through them just uh, just a few weeks ago, not that long. Uh, the uh, well, well, there's there was definitely only just a couple minutes ago for uh, the Nick Swardston. 
um, as the Bowie yeah. fan yells out, it's Bowie. <laughs> but before that, way before that was an- another hotel scene. All these hotel scenes, mm-hmm. you know, there, there was uh, the Eric Stone Street. And then even the kind of real, real, actually more cameo type things um, where it's, and he actually comes back in a little bit later too, uh, 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 Peter Frampton. Oh, um, you know, rock star of the seventies, huge yeah. rock star of the seventies, who helped out with some of the music, and I think that's probably the big reason. You know, they said, "Well, you, if you if you want to come on set, and you know, then 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 they then they put them in." It's some, fun that they just like makeup. have these guys around, and and they and they had him playing. It's more clear in the scene that's coming up, but in the one the, the one little scene, and you know, he says, "Hi, Benny," and you know, it's really quick uh, before, but then it's a little more crucial later on. Yeah. But uh, he he does end up being the the manager of the band that Frampton was in. That's cool. <laughs> Frampton is playing his old manager. <laughs> Amazing. It's a fun time. Oh. But okay, so like I said, uh, the scene cuts away, and it's it's we we saw it once before, minute twenty seven, where the band is in the huddle and they do this song. It's. It actually starts out seemingly, I believe. I really can't find much more reference other than just all leading back to this movie. So, hmm. you know, what if one of those other bands I gave, I gave you last minute had this song? I can't see Led Zeppelin having done this, but maybe one of the other three, more likely. Um, song and Pong. I think it's. I think it's kind of its its name. That's those are the first three words that are that they sing. Song and Pong. Yeah. It sounds like lots of fun. Um, and there's definitely more to it next minute, and there's, it's, it's a piggyback ride, <laughs> and they kind of kind of do it all. It's, it's kind of more countryish, so that makes. It, I mean, that's, that's I guess that's why I'm saying the other three bands besides Zeppelin, you know. Um, but like I said, uh, minute twenty seven. We talked about it before, and I thought about going back and actually listening to what I said before, but <laughs> <sighs> just didn't get around to it. That's how it goes sometimes. Um, yeah, and then also, then also, in the few seconds before we we had the cut too, um, even in the scenes where it was on the on the Russell William phone side of things, mm-hmm. the uh, the song that we talked a bit a bit about last minute uh, that did continue throughout most of this minute up until then, and there was some kind of pretty quick fade out, I'd say, but but it was already so already so low in the mix, uh, but it did get faded out. Uh, didn't didn't cut off in this start right away either mm. In- interestingly faded out which i mean because because it was apparently it was diegetic but oh uh, okay because you know, like i said it would, it would go away totally <laughs> i mean i yeah. didn't hear it at all when it was the shot was on uh, elaine i like this huddle i like that yeah. russell still looks so, uncomfortable. so yeah so that's the last little thing right <laughs> and he's even looking over kind of back you know back it's you know I think I think it's so important, you know. The the I've heard it a little bit before, but the uh, you know camera shots and and you know where th- where things are in the frame, you know, left to right for the, for the ma- I think the majority of the world, you know, that reads mm-hmm. left to right, it's it's an important thing. And he's looking back to the left, back in time, yeah. you know, so to speak. But then he does look forward at like the very last couple seconds, two, three seconds. Mm-hmm. But he's just, yeah, he still just has this stunned face, and we get the payoff of that <laughs> after the subtle. That's really minute. funny. 
and everyone else, and except for, of course, Ed is singing. But yeah, William is so much more into it. You know, it isn't as confused by it when we first kind of saw him uh, joining when when he was he was asked to join. He said, "Hey, you got to get the get the enemy in here." I think by Jeff, when, <laughs> when it happened before, and and uh, but he's definitely more into it. Now he's sort of like part of part of their little yeah. huddle, which is cute. They sort of they they've adopted him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, really what Russell was saying, you know, the, the the you know, it's it's not that he's technically the best journalist, but he's the one that they like the best. Yeah. <laughs> From last minute. Yeah. That's question. You know, it was so important to them at the beginning that he like even knew who they were. Not only knew who they were, but knew enough to like compliment them. Call them out. And so like, you know, they 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 seem to like having this kid around who who legitimately is a fan of what they're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, gosh, when you hear Lester Bangs, I mean, he he definitely uh, in the in the radio DJ booth uh, there on the street when and Williams were watching him and yeah, and and he's just really tearing it to a couple of the bands like the Doors, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, praising the other ones too. But you know, did, did you know? If, if if we could just get someone someone on the bit younger side that that is as good who 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 could on the younger side of Phil Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Lester, Lester Bangs in in you know 2000 late yeah. 99 probably 2000 that i mean to to have a prequel movie kind of, of from his point of view that'd be cool <laughs> and and how he got burned and why he was giving all this crazy advice I would love advice. Lester Bangs yeah like biopic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's like been documentary. There's there's definitely a documentary out there. I don't know if I've seen all of it. I think I've watched part, but let me track that down. Interesting. What? Um you have any more notes that you wanna tackle? Uh, no, I think I think I kind of I think we kind of covered it. Yeah. Like I was saying, like even between this, like I just love the energy between Russell and Elaine on the phone. I think their conversation is maybe one of my favorite parts of this movie already so when i saw that it was these minutes we were talking about i was like this is this is a fun dynamic they have good energy between the two of them i think every time they interact yeah right now that's that's one of the biggest payoffs i think yeah (laughs) you know absolutely (laughs) they come into actual physical uh uh, close contact yeah um, but, uh, yeah, so great. I, I really appreciate you coming on for these couple and hopefully there be a couple more maybe t- later on and hopefully, yeah, totally. w- hopefully with Victoria too, hopefully you get around to that. That would be really fun. Um, I'm going to try and make that happen. A little party that you two do, I think, of, of different things at times. <laughs> yeah, we've done, we haven't done it. We did it for Harry Potter at the beginning. I'm working on a different computer than I was d- using then, so I haven't done as much of the Discord stuff lately, but... Hmm. Um, can, can you tell us more though about, uh, about your experience with the movie? I mean, uh, when you first saw it and so I first saw it, I was probably, I mean, I I think I had, I was probably like 19 or 20. Um, I was already going to Grossmont actually, uh, taking programs in their creative writing department. And I had a buddy of mine, I worked at a movie theater at the time and I had a buddy of mine who invited me over to just like hang out after work one day mm-hmm. and just threw this movie on. We were like having drinks together and just like watching this movie. And he was like, oh, I think you're really going to like this. And I immediately fell in love so much with like Russell's character because 
because when I was a kid, I wanted to write. And my parents had like this idea of like, well, this is the, th- this is the path we think you should be on. Yeah. And, um, it's sort of easy. It was sort of easy for me to like, kind of vicariously put myself in his shoes watching this and being like, wouldn't this be a cool time? I think I took like a history of rock music class at the time too. Mm-hmm. So just a lot of the music, a lot of the the stuff was just fresh. And I think I watched it at the right time. But I don't revisit this one as often as I should. Every time I do, I'm like, God, I love this movie. Hmm. I think it's very well done. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, that's... Yeah, the, the way the way you first experience movies, I think, can 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 lend a lot with how how you feel about them later and whether or not you yeah. want to watch them <laughs> again Absolutely. or repeatedly and different things like that but. um you know because it's always especially when you like are trying to show someone something you think they'll like there's yeah. always that pressure of like oh what if they don't like it or oh what if this doesn't go and so it was just a really it was really nice for him to, to put something on that i was like oh this is actually genuinely good <laughs> Because that was not always the case when I hung out with okay. this guy. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Just how it goes, you know? People have different tastes. That's good. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, hopefully down the road uh, we can do that. Um. But, uh, and, you know, uh, until then, uh, I, want, I want you to let people know, uh, again, kind of you know, maybe, maybe the other things you do. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I absolutely love, you know, that, that you guys decided to do uh Ferris Bueller. Cause, cause you know, you know, I, I, I kind of gotten to understand like your, your kind of your, your sense, you know, on the Facebook group and what have you, mm-hmm. uh, the, the main one for the minute makers, what have you. Um, but, uh, and I loved it, and I listened to that whole thing. But I've, I've listened to very little of Harry Potter because I really haven't seen those movies. Sure. And even the one time I was on for the second movie with with my old co-host Travis, those are the only minutes I had seen, and those are still yeah. the only minutes I've seen of that. That's movie. wild. Um, and I have since uh, I've essentially done like a, a one and a half viewing of the first movie, though. Sure. Since 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 then, I think I think since then. There, you know. I have a weird relationship with the Harry Potter movies. I mean, it's been even kind of more strained lately. The thought of going back and doing more Harry yeah. Potter stuff amidst all it the is tough. Yeah. J.K. Rowling controversy. Uh-huh. I, th- I think we're just going to hold off for now. Yeah. Um, we've talked about doing other shows. We've got something upcoming in the new year over at Dueling Genre. So that'll mm. be a good time, but I can't talk about it yet. Sure, yeah. Um, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> and then, um, and then yeah, I've got the... the I work at a bookstore... Uh, called mysterious galaxy we're a sci-fi fantasy genre fiction specific store and i do a podcast over there called galaxy not so far away where on tuesdays we talk about new books that are coming out and things that we're excited about and like events and author stuff that we're hosting uh and then on thursdays not as consistently we were doing it every other week but um our schedules have been weird we do just like genre related episodes we did a halloween one uh last week a couple weeks ago, I guess. I don't know when this is going to air. Um, we've done a time travel episode. We did an episode about magic, uh, which has always been a good time. And that just has rotating book ste- booksellers from the store that, that I drag on to talk to me. So people can find that uh, at Mysterious Galaxy. Uh, no, MistGalaxy.com. It's M-Y-S-T Galaxy. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then I have my baseball show, which I think I've talked enough about yeah. at this point. <laughs> The, definitely the one that's most interesting to me even though however the you know like bookstore shenanigans that is yeah. up my alley i think i told you once before that i was at a bookstore i worked at a bookstore just for three three or four months sure <laughs> right after yeah. college before i figured out where i wanted to go what i wanted to do and so forth but um 
Yeah, and that that was even that was even with 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 you talking about going to going to watch movies and and you know hanging out with other other person or or more really in my case there was like two or three instances where where a few of us uh, in the bookstore uh, did yeah. that it's it's uh, one person's place or another. Couple oh, I miss doing that. And so that was uh, <laughs> the, the the two movies I remember the most. If if we did do it a three or further fourth time, I'm not even sure. But the two movies I remember the most that we watched were uh, uh, Labyrinth and Dogma. Ooh, those are fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I we've done. Let's see. The I think for the bookstore we did like a Halloween thing last year. But I think every time we've done a Halloween thing, it's just been hocus pocus, and. <laughs> Like Paranorman, maybe. I think we yeah. watched The Mummy last year because one of my co-workers had never seen it. So, good times. Yeah. I think between the movie theater and the bookstore, people that are into fiction and into storytelling end up having conversations yeah. that lead to stuff oh, like yeah. this. That is, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I need to now let people know a little bit about, uh, I think, uh, definitely... Uh, uh, the network I'm on, uh, PantheonPodcast.com, is where you can go to hear uh, just about uh, right around uh, 50, I believe, at this point, uh, other other podcast shows, um, all about uh, mostly rock and roll, all about music, that's for sure. Um, some some a little bit of country and rap and what have you here and there, sprinkled throughout, but but mostly rock. Um, a lot of great things like uh, uh, definitely definitely also one of the other big things is uh, the couple shows that kind of have have a good bit to do with uh, uh, band aids or as you know we better better know them as is groupies. Um, we even have uh, uh, Miss Pamela DeBar, who is one of the people that make that that kind of went into being how Cameron Crowe came up with uh, uh, Penny Lane. Fascinating. Yeah. That's cool. So I suggest people check out all those shows there um, at pantheonpodcast.com. And uh, just a couple socials for this this show is uh, the, the Facebook page you can find at facebook.com slash almostfamousminute. And we have our group there, which is called the Band-Aids Listener Society. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at, it's, you can find us at Almost famous men. I do the little shortening there. Um. So thanks again, Gary. And like I said, down down the road, hopefully, hopefully Victoria too. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm gonna that. I'm gonna make that happen. We're gonna watch this movie, and I'll drag her on yeah. with me. Thanks so much for doing these two minutes with us. Uh, next week we should have a different guest. That'll be minute seventy four. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. So until then, it's all happening. It's all happening. I am a golden god! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 